welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 20th of September 2015, entitled Never Lose Heart, and the Bible reading is taken from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 to 10. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Next Sunday, as we said, is Harvest Thanksgiving. As such, we're going to kind of lay the foundation because we'll be gathering next week to give thanks for all that God has done for us, for his fruitfulness in our natural lives and meeting our needs. But of course, the harvest is not only a physical one, but there is a spiritual harvest too. And we have much to give thanks for in relation to that and giving God thanks for all that he's done for us in that way. And of course, in each of our lives, we have to work day by day to produce those physical needs that we have to have to to survive and to live in this life. But we should just as surely be working day by day that we can reap the harvest in our spiritual lives as well. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 10, I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's holy word taken from Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. May God richly add his blessings to the reading of his holy word. You may be seated. We find that there are many exhortations here in this passage. For the purpose of this morning, I want to draw your attention especially to verse 9. He says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, one of the really discouraging times for a farmer, for someone that goes out and plants those seeds in the field, is if at the end of all of that work, there is no harvest. It's a discouraging time when so many times maybe you even look at your own life and you think, well, What kind of harvest do I see in my spiritual life? What kind of results do I see? Is my life accomplishing anything for the Lord? 
And it's at times, sometimes, just like when that farmer has seemingly put so much into it, and yet maybe the crop fails. He doesn't see the results of it, that it can be very disheartening. Well, what the Bible is saying to us here, speaking of our spiritual fruit, let us not be weary in well-doing. We get weary. We slow down. We maybe aren't going as much as we could, or sometimes many even quit and stop on the sidelines. He says, let's not be weary in well-doing. Let's not slow down. Let's not stop what we're doing. Because he makes us a promise, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now most of the time, when we think about fainting, I'd come around and illustrate it, but you'd lose my voice. But uh, we think of somebody falling over, passing out. Well, that is what it can be, but that's not really what here when he's talking about if we faint not. What really is being said here is if we don't lose heart. People get disheartened. He said, don't lose heart. Never lose heart. Because there will come a harvest. If you are faithful in your service to God, if you will keep going, we shall reap if we faint not. We shall reap if we don't lose heart. Sometimes we've got these ideas in our head. We plan things out and we see pictures of where they're taking. If you're into athletes and boxing at all, there's former heavyweight boxer by the name of James Tillis. Quick Tillis, he was known as. Quick Tillis was a cowboy from Oklahoma. He was a rough and tough guy, you know, somebody that, you know, was a man's man and all this. And in the early 80s, he began to box, to fight out of Chicago. Well, he told the story that he still remembered his very first day of arriving in Chicago. He had all these plans, these ideas, these visions that he was going to go there and he was going to conquer and he was going to do so much. And he got there. He got off the bus. He didn't even have a suitcase. He had all of his belongings in two cardboard boxes that he was carrying along with him. He stopped in front of the Sears Tower, which is one of those tallest buildings in the world, and he was standing there looking up, admiring this. He'd set his boxes down on the ground, and he was looking up there, and he said he sat there, and he just said those words, speaking to himself. He said, I'm going to conquer Chicago. He looked around. Both of the boxes had been stolen. All of his belongings were gone. He had absolutely nothing <laughs> the day that he arrived. So many times things don't work out the way we plan them, the way we see them, the way that we maybe even declare that they're going to be. You see, so many times weariness can set in. We can lose heart. This is, this is, this is so important. You see, sometimes it's not that we've just stopped doing anything, that we've decided not to do this or not to do that, but have you ever done something when your heart's just not in it? So many times with Christians, that first bit is they begin to lose heart in their spiritual life. Their hearts aren't in it. They know what they should be doing. They know what maybe there's still that part of them that wants to be doing, but their heart's just not in it. 
so many times in the homes. You know, people talk about things of, you know, families split up and husbands go one way and wives go another, and they say, well, we just fell out of love with each other. We don't love each other anymore. Probably a more accurate description would be just that their hearts aren't in it anymore. Maybe at one time there was something within. Their hearts were in it. Their hearts belonged to that other person. They had a desire and a passion from within to make that other person happy, to please that other person. But their heart's just not in it. I've certainly done things in my life, and I know that you have, when you've maybe done them automatically, but your heart wasn't in it. What God's telling us here is in our, in our service for Him, when we're serving Him, don't lose heart. Don't let other things, because usually what happens is other things take our hearts. Our heart begins to focus on other things. It might be personal, selfish things, of things that maybe we've wanted for so long and we don't have, and it's just not there, and other things begin to lose our heart. And just like the church at Laodicea, they left their first love. Their heart was no longer in it. And so many times they do become weary in well-doing. That weariness sets in and often will cause them to give up instead of pressing on and winning through. You see, God is telling us here in verse 9 of this passage, he's giving us a warning. He's talking about let us not be weary in well-doing. Folks, now is not a time. Now is not a time for us to slow up. It's not a time for us to do less. Yes, we look around us and we see the, the state of the world and we, we hear all the, the, the different political fights going on and all the, the fighting that's going on and all of these different things. And sometimes it's easy to lose heart. But with God... Don't lose heart with Him. Don't grow weary in well-doing. We'll look at some of those things next week. What is some of the well-doing that we can be doing with our lives? Well, what I want to leave with you this morning is please, please, if you're going through one of those times in your life right now when your heart's just not in it like it was, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary with God. Don't give Him less of yourself. Don't lose heart. You will reap. Maybe you haven't seen the results. Maybe you said, well, you know, I've read my Bible and I've prayed and I've done this and I've done that, but what good has it got me? Well, if you've got any hope in your Christian faith at all, God says we shall reap if we faint not. We shall reap if we don't lose heart. If our hearts in this matter, there will be a harvest in due season. It may not be our timing, but it will be in God's timing. Most of you have heard the name Adoniram Judson. He sweated in Burma's heat when he went there as a missionary. He went for 18 years without a furlough, without seeing family, without seeing home. It was over six years before he even saw the interest of one convert that was willing to put their faith in Jesus Christ.
You read his book. He endured torture. He endured imprisonment. He admitted that there were times when he couldn't even see a sail on a boat going by without wanting to swim out there and jump on board and just go back home. What good was being accomplished? He was spending his life here. He was being tormented. He was being tortured. But what fruit was there to show for it? His wife's health broke. <laughs> he had to put her on a vessel to send her back to England. Here's the words that he wrote in his diary. He said, if we could find some quiet resting place on earth where we could spend the rest of our days in peace. In other words, he was writing out from his heart, oh, if we could just find a place where that we could find and have some peace together. But the sentence stopped. He steadied himself. And then these words followed. He says, life is short. Millions of Burmese are perishing. I am almost the only person on earth who has attained their language enough to even communicate the gospel message to them. Oh, yes, it is natural. Nobody's going to enjoy the torture, enjoy the imprisonment, enjoy many of the things that have to go through. But I assure you today, don't lose heart. We shall reap. If we faint not, you would have thought, man, <laughs> he surely had a reason to turn and go back. But he had a greater reason to stay because for him to go back and enjoy his peace meant others paying that price with an eternity in hell. David Livingston received a letter from a missionary society wanting to know if he had found a good road to where you are. If so, we've got other men that want to come and join you. Livingston wrote back these words. He said, if you have men who will come only if they know there is a good road, I don't want them. I don't need them. I want men who will come if there's no road at all. You see, sometimes we do look for the easy path. We want to find an easier way. I give you this in closing this morning. Many of you that have studied much church history will recognize the name of the Bohemian reformer named John Huss. He was a man that took a stand on the Scriptures being the infallible and supreme authority in all matters like Many of the reformers did, whether you agree with all of their doctrines or not, that was what brought them out. John Huss died at the stake in Constance, Germany, for what he believed. He was only 42 years old when he was burned at the stake. But as he refused, that final plea for him, all he had to do was renounce his faith. <laughs> And he could live. His last words are recorded as this. What I taught with my lips, I seal with my blood. Do we really believe what we say that we do? Oh, I want to encourage you today. I know 
I know. I know that sometimes it's easy to grow weary. I know that sometimes you can look and you can look for the results and you don't see the results. But I want to remind you, you're on God's side. Don't grow weary in what you're doing for God. Don't grow weary in your service for Him. Because if you don't lose heart, you will reap. God said so, and if He didn't mean that, then we've got no hope on anything else that He said. We've got to keep pressing on. We've got to continue. Even when we don't see the harvest, when we don't see it producing, it's not a time to quit. It's a time to work harder. It's a time to press on. It's a time that we need to have our hearts in it. We need to do it because it's something from within us that drives us on instead of just because it's the right thing to do. We need to do the right things when we know them. But there's times. There's times when you won't feel like doing the right thing. And even when you know it's the right thing, you won't do it. But if your heart's in it, you will. And you know what? This world doesn't need, as we were talking about in the Bible study this morning, a bunch of white sepulchers with dead bones on the inside, a bunch of Christians that are painted up and polished up, and boy, they look good on the outside, but there's no heart in it. It's just a bunch of dead bones. We sang that song this morning, He lives. How do I know He lives? He lives within my heart. If He's alive in your heart today, don't lose heart Never lose heart. I promise you. I promise you because God promises you. You shall reap if you won't lose heart. Father, we know, Lord, in looking at this passage this morning, Lord, that sometimes this life will beat us down. Sometimes things go wrong and things get tough and things get hard. And sometimes it seems we're trying so hard to, to do the right things and yet we just don't see the results. Lord, please help us. Help us not to grow weary in well-doing. Help us not to grow weary in our service for you. Help us not to lose heart because you promise us, Lord, that we shall reap if we won't faint, if we won't lose heart. Help us today, Lord. Help us not to lose heart. Help our heart be the passion that drives us because you're alive and well within our hearts. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.